we've been we've been called for in a completely not ordinary life. Amen. Not one that we can box, not one that we can even really explain to well. <laughs> and um, it's what we're going to be looking at a bit today. And what we have been looking at, what is this life? What is this life that he's called us to and laid out before us and given us completely and utterly the capacity in the spirit to walk out? I want to start with a, a video. Before we, we've, before we turn it on, I want you to look for a few things. They'll, they'll probably strike you anyway. But this, um, this just, to me, was a, a cool little example for <clears throat> what we're talking about. There's a little fellow and a mama. And the little fellow has only one thing in mind and one person in mind, and that's the mama. He wants to follow mama. And she is doing something that would be impossible if he stopped and thought about it, but he doesn't stop and think about it. He just follows. And the, the profoundness in this I, I, it just struck me when, when I saw it because it doesn't actually go smoothly at all. And um, he, at one stage, he kind of gets the idea, I'll follow in mama's footsteps, and that would have been great, except this mama didn't realise that she was trying to overhelp, and when she overhelped, it didn't work. The next time it came around, she was much wiser. You'll see in this. And when it, when it all heads south, pretty much literally, he, he takes his eyes off mama and he's looking for a safe place. And it's a rock. There's only one safe place for us. And that's the rock. And this, the strength that... Is empowers this little fella is phenomenal, and and the the journey finishes okay. Um, but I just want you to think uh, and and just wonder at this. I think it's it's just a very cool little picture, and we'll let it roll. It's um, a bit now biting, isn't it? Watching that, and I I remember when I first saw it, it was like you know when she uh, when he she whatever the baby is decides to go into the, the, you know, I was saying, go into the footsteps, go into the footsteps. And, and it was all good. And then, you know, mum leans over to try and grab. And, of course, that sends another avalanche down, you know. Um, there's a, le- in, in, a message in that for discipling, isn't it? <laughs> We've got to be really, really careful what we're doing. But the thing that struck me is that there was sight for the finish, there was sight for where, where, where the baby was going, and it was going towards mum. And it didn't, ma- it didn't matter where mum had gone, it was going for mum. And, you know, faith, what, what is faith? Can anyone talk to me out of, out of Hebrews 11.1? 1? Have you got that in you? Say it nice and loud. 
Yeah. <laughs> so it's the assurance of things hoped for or the substance of things expected. That's another... It's the conviction or evidence of things not seen. So it becomes this sight that he has revealed of things that are unseen. And when we started, we were talking about how he's leading us in this not ordinary life. It's not ordinary because it's from the unseen realm. So when we, when we are walking not by faith, we are walking according to the seen realm, the things that we understand naturally. But when we are walking according to faith, we are walking according to the, what has been revealed, the unseen realm. And it is, it's like that, no matter what the, the, the obstacle, we overcome because we see the finish. And that is what empowers us to persevere, endure, even though we fall. <laughs> you know, there's this rock and there's these everlasting arms that will come and they will hold and they will put us on a place that's solid. And, and that is Christ in us. It is, it's the most powerful but unexplainable in many respects walk. And it, and it pushes out boundaries and, and pushes out boundaries of our thinking and our containment constantly. And it is it is uncomfortably comfortable once you see. It's in the realm of the non-comfort and yet it becomes to be this is this is his realm if it's if it's comfortable if it's safe if it's explainable it's not his realm you start to think that's not let me give you an example um this is just in practical things he leads us by his spirit so he asks us to give we had this recently he asks us to give something chris and i you know both had that and it was like this amount, this amount, this amount was manageable. We could see it, so we knew it wasn't him. Do you know what I mean? It becomes that's what it is. It's not what can be explained, what can be ordinary. It's what's out of that. And because otherwise it's not, it's not of faith. It's not of this unseen realm. And that becomes the, the mode of operation that we live from. The righteous will live by faith. They're not going to be living by their sight. They're going to be living by faith. And this is who we are. And he's renewing our minds and our understanding to what that is. Because although we are that, sometimes we're still living in this old, trying to trying to access the things of the Spirit and, and the life of the Spirit, and yet we're, we are happy and contained in boundaries, and God's trying to get us out of that, and he'll always make it uncomfortable. And that's part of it, that, and it, it, becomes, the, it becomes the 
oh, that's God. That'll be God. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And, and that becomes the comfort that, okay, this is what I don't understand, so that that is him. And um, because it is only empowered by his spirit in us doing this work, it can't be, it can't be kind of manufactured um, because it comes by hearing what he's saying, doesn't it? So that is what faith is. It's, it's this assurance and, and confidence and evidence, and it becomes a living evidence and testimony in us because it becomes the way that um, life is activated. Life is, dis- things are decided, and we see things, and, and we move and live and have our being by that way, and it, there's this confidence about it that can't possibly be human flesh. Like with this discussion with Chris and I, the human flesh would say, "Oh, oh, that that's dicey. How are we going to whatever?" But it's like, no, that's just, that just becomes dealt to because you step outside of that, and you're. Your confidence is in that he is the God of all provision and and what you've got is not yours anyway, so you let it, you release it, you know. Um, There's this very cool um, scripture in in Colossians 1.13, we could go to that if you like. And I love this because it, it... I think because all of this is a part of the renewing our mind to what he sees and what he has done and who we are so that we can live from that, not from this unrenewed mind, this unrenewed thinking, we have to understand what our standing ground is, what's our starting point. And and Greg, I, I really would encourage you if you haven't listened or repeatedly listen to the um, message on the breastplate of righteousness. It is such a foundational um, and completely, if you can receive that word, if, if you don't have that living in you, this, that will become for you the standing point that you're on that doesn't get taken away. And this is another scripture that's like it. For he rescued us from the domain or authority of darkness. And he transferred or translated us to the kingdom of his beloved son. This transferred or translated is made up of of a word that's got two parts to it, meta and histemi. Meta means change. Histemi means to cause to stand. So he's translated us. We were standing in a place where we were under an authority of darkness. And he's literally taken us out. We haven't done it. He has completely taken us out and caused us to stand in a different place. He's changed us to stand in a different place. So... Whose authority are we standing under now? Well, it says, isn't it? The kingdom of his son. The domain of his son. So the authority that we are under now is the son. It's not 
the world or the darkness or the devil or the flesh. <laughs> it's the sun. So whose domain have we been set free from? The flesh, the world, and darkness, the, the, the demonic realm, right? Because he's translated us. So we literally are in another place. So unless we can see ourselves there, we, we're not going to have the confidence and this assurance that is what faith is going to be um, signified by and, and, and evidenced by. Let's have a look at, um, there's, there's another one that is, is just this all over again, Ephesians 2, 4 to 6. Let's go there. We've done this back in early 2018, <laughs> when we're still in chapter 2 of Ephesians. Oh, man, hasn't it been rich, rich, rich? But God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead here, completely dead in our transgressions, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And he didn't just make us alive and raised us up with him. And, it doesn't stop there, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So not only are we not dead, we're not just alive, we've been raised up and we've been seated. Now it's really interesting when you look at earlier on in Ephesians chapter 6, that, you're, that this, this armor is, um, well, let me find it, let me find it, let me find it. Okay. So, Ephesians chapter 6, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Where? In the heavenly places. So guess what's beneath us? Not above us now. So the heavenly places are the, the, the spiritual realm where all the demonic activity is happening, angelic activity is happening, but guess who's seated far above all that? Christ and us. Do you see, we have a different position now. So when we are, when we are having this, this is, this is the reality of Christ in us. That is the armor. This is why we are strong. This is why we can fight according to him and according to his authority because we're no longer in that authority. We're in this authority. And that's his authority. He was given by Father. 
every name will bow (laughs) above the earth, on the earth, and under the earth at the name of Jesus. And he has seated us with him in heavenly places. This is so, so much bigger than anything that we could muster up. <laughs> it, it causes a confidence and an assurance of who we are because of him. Yeah? I want to have a quick look at Hebrews 12.1 because there is, there is this process of having our minds renewed to this reality that is. And, and Paul speaks about it. In, in this passage, he speaks about it in lots of passages. So it says, Hebrews 12.1, let's start there. Therefore, since we... <laughs> Therefore, coming straight after Hebrews 11, which is, it, we've, we started with that. Hebrews 11, one, was the whole, this is what faith is. It's this assurance and confidence and conviction of things that are unseen. Things that have been established, but can't be seen by the natural, but have been opened and revealed by the Spirit of Christ. And all of the people that are, are spoken of in Hebrews 11 have lived their lives out as a result in response of that, what they have seen, yeah? So they haven't lived a natural, ordinary life. They've lived a life of faith, a life that actually lives and moves and has its being, does things, is actioned because of what it sees, right? Because God has spoken. So Hebrews 12, and he's talking about this great cloud of witnesses that he's just described, all these fellows in Hebrews 11. We have them surrounding us. Let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us. We can get so... Um, hung up on this, but can I, um, I just had this other picture about this, (laughs) because we can think it's such an entangling thing, and it's, I can't get rid of the entanglement, but he says, throw it off, throw it off. Have you ever uh, heard the expression, like water off a duck's back? Okay, like water off a duck's back, because water can't penetrate a duck. Okay, the feathers won't, they're, they're, water, they're waterproof. So there is an action of throwing off that we shouldn't be getting entangled in the action of throwing off. The, the Lord has got this incredible way of pointing stuff out, convicting us of something, and if you're anything like me, the temptation is when he reveals something, we then go around and dig in around that and we get all entangled because we're trying to unentangle ourselves. And he's just saying, just repent. Just repent. Throw it off. It's, it is so much simpler, his way, than it is our way. It really is. Our way is back here 
we're not positionally there, but we are so used to this mode of operation that we try and work it out. And he's just saying, throw it off, throw it off. Like the water comes off a duck's back. You know, just a little aside, I was talking with Ange about this <laughs> earlier, the, the reason that a duck's um, back is waterproof is because of constant maintenance. At least five or six times a day, they're preening. And what they do when they preen is they have oil glands underneath their wings. They put their beaks in underneath their wings. You'll see them doing that. And then they're pulling the the feathers through their beak. And so the barbs that have maybe got slightly broken, you know how you see feathers on the beach and some... I I got my feather my feather top on, the, the barbs can get out of, and they've got these little things where they're, they're, they're designed by God. We are designed by God to be watertight. And the constant preening with this oil, so the, the maintenance for us is the, the being with him, the abiding the, the oil of the spirit, the preening, the, the, the word of Christ, speaking what is life, what is truth, prophesying over ourselves. This is the maintenance, yeah? So we throw it off and then let us run with endurance, like the little fellow in the, in the video, the race that's set before us. There's only one race. And and it's the sight of what that race is, isn't it? That we've been talking this whole year, the eternal purpose. What is the race? Because if we don't know what the race is, what, what, if, if we don't know what the finish line is or the destination, we're not going to run true to that. We're going to be running in, in other directions, aren't we? And where have we got our eyes fixed? He had his eyes fixed on Mama. We've got our eyes fixed on Jesus. Because he's gone before. Just like Mama had gone up that slope, Jesus has gone before. So Jesus has done what would look impossible to men, but is totally possible. So we have, it, it just is simple. <laughs> it doesn't feel simple in the, in the outworking of it, but it actually is more simple than what we make it. You know, I think... We so want to define everything, understand everything, rationalize everything, and we get ourselves completely tied up in knots, you know? And it's simple. Just say yes. Just believe what I said. It comes down to that. And, and for me, my, my walk has become more and more about saying yes when I have no idea what it's about. Because I, I know him to a greater measure. And I know that, my, that, that when I say yes, he, he will be there in the yes and the outworking of it. I don't have to understand it. And it makes, it, that's what it is. It ends up being um, so often what it is. And the understanding comes later. So he's gone before, and he's the author and the perfecter of the faith. So he's doing this work within us. We can't do it, but he sure can. 
and he has gone before for a particular purpose. And this joy was always set before him. It allowed him to endure everything. So little fellow endured fair whacking down there. I, to be honest, I was staggered that he still had the strength to go up to the top after that massive big fall. But there was no stopping him. You know, that's why I love that, 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 that picture. It's just like there is this empowerment when we, it, there shouldn't be, but there is. And he does that in us. You see, he is our shield. We talk about the shield of faith, but he is our shield. So just as the duck's back is like a shield, faith, Christ, is our shield. And it's so easy to get stuck on this, and we just we are so obsessed with defending our position. And we see it as a defensive, um, a word... Um, so a shield of faith is to do with protecting us. So we get in this mindset that we are, we are certainly not seated in heavenly places. We're hiding and we're running to the mountains when we're coming under attack. But that's not who we are. And it's not what this is about. This is an overcoming, forcefully advancing kingdom that knows who she is because she's had that revealed to her and she's been translated from one kingdom to another, not only made alive, not only raised, but seated. And so the, the life, that's not meant to be just this inspiring thought that we're seated up there. It's meant it's literally meant to be the place that a people live from. It's designed that way. All of these words are not meant to be concepts. They're meant to be the reality of who we are and becomes the, the outworking from that point. Yeah? That's what he does. And, and we need to expect it. Remember, it, it's the, what was that? Let me go back. It's the substance of things expected. So if we don't expect it, we won't receive the substance. So when you hear things like, it is fully possible, do we say, yes and amen, I expect that? Or do we say, Oh, I can't understand that. I don't think that's quite right. I'll just wait and see. And all the time you're pulling back into this place of you're under and you're, you're fearful. And he is, with those very words, giving us our reality. That we are able Fully able. It is fully possible. Because mama did it. It's fully possible. Jesus has gone before. It is fully possible. Powerful stuff, eh? See, this was 
Paul's operating system, when we're talking about this flicking off, this one thing I do, he, uh, Philippians 3, 12 to 14, don't worry, I'll just read it for you. Not that I have already obtained it or already become perfect, but I press on so that I may lay hold of that for which also I was laid hold of by Christ Jesus. Brethren, I do not regard myself to have as having laid hold of it yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies before, flicking it off, (laughs) I reach forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Isn't that so supreme that we've been given this opportunity not to have to sort out the mess, but just to be able to repent and turn, and he's dealt. He's done it, and we live in the freedom of that. My, my paradigm has not always been this. When I was, let's give an example. If I was corrected about something, and, I, and you know, all of us know what this has been in the past. We feel stink, you know. We've let someone down or something's happened, and it's not what we wanted, but it happened, and we feel absolute stink. Before I understood this, I would stay in a place of retreat for some time, thinking that because I'd stuffed up, I wasn't able to keep walking. So I had to stay in this place until somehow, I don't know what my thinking was, but somehow I had done some time for it. (laughs) It honestly was my thinking. And, and I would stay there, and it would be in a, in a place of retreat from him, from, from listening to him, from being active, for, from stepping out in faith. It would be this place of, of I, I, just, I, I just have to kind of somehow earn back my place of grace. I, I, I can't even explain it but that's how I used to live, okay? There's nothing in the word that says you have to do this, but that's what my flesh was telling me. And I was listening to my flesh. So I was not walking by faith. I was walking by flesh. And and the the reality of what he does and and has done in, in the walking walking with him as he is correcting us, as he's disciplining us, is not that. It's not that. It's life. It is the throwing off and the ability to get up and go because we are not paying for our sins. (laughs) He did it. He did it. And this is back to this message about righteousness. And if we are still living in that way, it's like, Lord, reveal to me what you have done in those moments when I feel like, oh, uh, uh, and I'm going to back off because that's the reason why he's done it so that we can move forward from faith to faith. Yes? Powerful.
See, it's a, a faith race, <laughs> this race that's set before us. It's a different mode of operation now. It's not of the flesh. It's not of this, this place where we were under a different authority. It's of a totally different realm, and it's through faith, by hearing his word, and then walking in accordance to what he says, not what we think or feel. And that's the big difference. And this faith race overcomes. And what does it overcome? Who can tell me the three things that it's going to be overcoming? The flesh, Satan, and the world. Okay, it's got the power. Yeah? We've got that in us because the Holy Spirit's in us and Jesus is in us. And he has given us the power by the Holy Spirit to put to death the deeds of the flesh. That's in, in Romans 7, isn't it? So the overcoming is the position that he sees us and, and he's got for us. And it's like, do we see ourselves like that? You know, will we, will we dare to believe what he says over what we think or what we feel? And it comes down to that in many, 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 many cases. So we're possessing what we see. Yeah? I'm just going to finish with a couple of things from Matthew. So there's this, this energy and aggression and forward movement always he talks about um, Matthew eleven twelve from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and violent men take it by force. It's not in our own strength we're taking it by force. It's not that. Christ in us is forcefully advancing the kingdom. And so we are just saying, yes, use me to forcefully advance your kingdom. Not because I can, but because you are. In me. Matthew sixteen eighteen. I will build my church. And what happens? The gates of Hades will not overpower it. So none of these things within us will overpower because he is in us. So we overcome. So the flesh, the world, and Satan are not going to overcome because the little fella is going after his mama. Eyes to see what the race is and the yes and the surrender and, and just yes to what he said. I'm going to finish with this one, Hebrews 10, 35 to 39. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. What's this confidence? This is the confidence, this assurance, this confidence, this conviction that we've been talking about, which has a great reward. <laughs> That's at the end of the race. For you have need of endurance, little baby. Though you fall, you will not be cast down. So that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. For yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. 
but my righteous one shall live by faith, by what they see and who has said it. (laughs) And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Why? Because I didn't design you like that. So if I've designed a duck to be waterproof and completely water, I've, I've made him like that. I didn't design him to sink. So if he's fluffing around and doesn't realize that he can float and that the water can come off, my soul's going, but I made you. I made you to flick it off. I've done all the work. How much pleasure he has when we start to believe him. Believe him. And go the places that are without boundaries. He gave me a beautiful thing in the time of worship this morning. Just that pleasure and delight he has when we're, it's almost like he lifts us. And this is what the picture I got of, of being an eagle and soaring with him and just lifting my wings and allowing him to take me by the spirit to places that I couldn't possibly go. And what delight he has because he's made us like that. We are spirit beings. We have been redeemed and brought from one place to another. We have been made righteous. We have been given everything we need. And the spirit of Christ lives in us. And so we can soar and what delight he has when we trust for that. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the, persev- the preserving of the soul. So I just want to leave it there, and there's some um, questions. There's a little bit of stuff that it might be a good idea if you all have one of the, the sheets and take it home, because there's some stuff to meditate on during the week. And um, just encourage us to be really honest and open and press in because this is not a life of retreat. It's a life of pressing in and of saying yes and moving forward. Amen? Thanks, guys.